Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So it looks like uh, Senator Romney may be on board here for taking a vote. If that's the case, ladies and gentlemen, this situation is looking uh, better by the moment. We shall see. I never uh, put my faith in these Republican swamp rats. Any given moment, they can bail on you, as you know. But the news is at least good for today. I've got that story for you. I am going to now triple down on my George Soros connection to the coming coup because uh, they're now threatening people involved in the coming coup. Uh, Yes, yes, um, talking about things like executions. Not kidding. I'll show you that. I got that, and I want to prove again to you that Biden is not, in fact, a good guy, but is a liar and a wholesale fraud completely. Uh, Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to ExpressVPN vpn.com slash Bongino. Get your VPN today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Hey, man, I'm doing good, Dan. I'm doing really, really good. Was, Glad to be here, babe. Was listening to some of Joe's pre-show tunes. You, the dog's <laughs> eating your shoe, by the way. Again, the dog's um, eating his shoe. The, the, my dog. <laughs> the dog cannot stop eating shoes. We have all these toys, and uh, she only <laughs> wants to eat shoes. What is with dogs and shoes? shoes, dog, yeah. That's it. Matter of fact, Paula went to the store and bought a bunch of, bought a bunch of uh, dog toys. And the, the lady in the dog toy store is like, the total waste of your money. The dog's just going to eat whatever they want. And yes, they're eating shoes. We're, <laughs> we're sending her to doggy military school soon so we can clean this up. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. Let's get right to it. Got a loaded show. Today's show brought to you by Parlor. Parlor. I am one of the owners of Parlor. Why? Because we need an alternative to Twitter. They are censoring anyone and everyone they can get their hands on that doesn't align with the liberal message. They're already threatening to censor election coverage. I covered it yesterday. Yes, election coverage. If you dare make a prediction about the election that Donald Trump won, I assure you they are going to do something to stop you from posting. They're going to call it misinformation. You want to speak freely about the election? You want to speak freely about anything you want? Go to Parler. P-A-R-L-E-R. It is the hottest social media property on the internet right now. We have millions of users and we are honored to have Senator Ted Cruz and other big name accounts over there. You can follow me there. I am at DBongino on Parler. It's like Twitter and Facebook, but better because we actually let you speak. Go to parlor.com or visit the app store today and download the app. Go to the app store today, download the Parlor app. You'll see it's got a red background, a white P for Parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R.com or find this in the app store. Speak freely. Stop giving Twitter all your information. They're only going to screw you over in the end. Go to Parlor and speak freely without fear of censorship. Parlor.com and download us in the app store. Parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R. We appreciate it. All right, Joe, let's go. So some good news on the front. If everyone keeps their word on the Republican side and says they'll take the vote and vote for a constitutionalist like they claim they support as Republicans, um, then the selection of whether it's Amy Coney Barrett, Barbara Lagoa, uh, or a couple of other the fine candidates Donald Trump may nominate. He said he will nominate that candidate uh, this Saturday, uh, TBD time this Saturday. Then we should be okay, which would be absolutely spectacular because we would be back to a 5-4 Supreme Court majority. Wait, 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 wait. If there was ever a time for the gavel, Joe, right? 5-4, that'd be 6-3, right? No, 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 you never count John Roberts, ever. 
Roberts right. is yeah. a liberal through and through, right? Right yeah. now it's 4-4. Roberts is a lip. Just, I get it. He was nominated by a Republican. He claims to have, you know, aligned with con- constitutional conservative ways. Throw that out the window. It's now 4-4. So we will finally have, if if the nominee is turns out to be a, an actual originalist, a constructionist, we will actually have a majority. You know, Thomas isn't going to let you down. You know, Alito's not going to let you down. Gorsuch's been pretty good. Kavanaugh with us most of the time, but we'll have a fighting chance. Roberts just discard Roberts' vote altogether. It's a waste of your time. Good news. All right, now we got to get to the core of the show because we're absolutely loaded today. What is she doing? This doggy's become like an integral part of the show. She's so good. She just hangs out there. I know. I'm sorry. I feel like Levin. You know, Mark Levin loves his dogs. They become a part of his show. Sometimes you hear him barking in the background, but Lucy never barks ever. Yeah, now Paula's got her. All right, cool. So the focus groups have met, folks, on this Supreme Court block. We're going to open the show with today. Hey, Joe, the focus groups are in. Okay. You know, that's what yeah, no. matters to the Democrats. You know, they never talk outside of focus groups. The Democrats will say something. They'll pretend it's principle, dreaded air quotes, become a part of the show every day now. Principle. But the Democrats don't have any principles, so nothing they say can be principled. You have to have principles, that principled conversations you get. Yet how the whole thing works. They don't have any of those. They just rely on focus groups. They just, you know, when you're playing baseball in the outfield, right? Baseball players, if you're playing left or right or center, you want to know which direction the wind is blowing. So if you, you know, you're going to shag a fly ball, you want to make sure that you can compensate for the wind. You know that? So uh-huh. sometimes you see outfielders in the outfield. What do they do, Joe? They pick up grass and they throw yeah. it. That's what I used to do. You see the way the wind's blowing, so you know to run faster or slower if a ball's going a certain direction, right? That's what the Democrats do. They rip grass up in the outfield to see which way the political winds are blowing. Left, right. Okay, we're going to go that way. So right after the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, there was the Democrats came out, Joe, guns a-blazing. We're going to pack the Supreme Court, D.C. Puerto Rican statehood. Yeah. We're going to set up guillotine trials for all our political opponents. Okay, I'm exaggerating the last part, <laughs> but that may be next. That may be, don't, don't, don't completely discount that possibility. They are lunatics after all. Now, all of a sudden, the, as we said, the focus groups have met and all this talk about packing the court and other radical ridiculosities all of a sudden are calming down. How do I know the focus groups have met and are warning the Democrats, you guys sound like the lunatics. You really are. (laughs) How do we know that? (laughs) It's true. Here it is. Washington (laughs) Times, right? The focus groups were like, you guys are really insane. You know that? We are. Grass grass in the air. Like, they're right. We are insane. (laughs) Washington Times. Joe Biden declines to take a position on expanding the Supreme Court. Of course he does. Because what happened? The focus groups have met, ladies and gents, and they told Biden and his campaign, that's crazy. We've had nine Supreme Court justices since the 1800s. That is insane. Like crazy pills time. (laughs) So, of course, Biden, grass in the air, was like, maybe we should dial that back a little bit. It's not just Biden. Because remember, the campaign focus groups are not always the same focus groups as the D.C. Capitol Hill focus groups advising Pelosi, uh, Adam Schiff, Chuck Schumer and others leadership on 
on both sides, uh, both sides of the House for the Democrats. They have different focus groups, Joe. So those focus groups have met too. How do we know that? Washington Examiner. Check out this piece. <laughs> like I said, we always produce the receipts here. Democrats tamp down threats to pack the high court and end the filibuster over Trump's SCOTUS pick by the great Kerry Pickett. You think that was by chance? You think this is all principles? All of a sudden, the Democrats' principles like, hey, packing the Supreme Court's really insane. Like FDR tried that once, remember? Right. That whole packing the Supreme Court thing? And you know who stopped FDR? The Democrats. For liberals watching, FDR was a Democrat. I know history is not really your thing. His own party stopped him because it's insane. And in case you're a liberal watching, packing the Supreme Court means adding more justices to make it a liberal majority, even though right now it would be a conservative-leaning majority 5-4. That's insane. Why is it insane? Because when Republicans are in charge, then they would do the same thing. And then liberals would do it. And then you'd wind up with what, Joe? Uh, 12,642 judges uh, on the Supreme right. Court. The Supreme Court would have to be held in the Astrodome. Yeah. You'd have to have <laughs> justices all around. In the, you'd have to have it in like the, the old L.A. Coliseum. Did the Raiders ever play that? I was a Raiders fan. Yeah, the did. L.A. Coliseum. You'll yeah. have, they did, right? Okay, yeah. I'm not crazy. Well, I don't know what that, that seated. 100,000 people, 80,000, I don't yeah. know. You'd have 80,000 Supreme It would be like that Star Wars movie, the really bad ones at the end, where like the Imperial Senate's meeting and they go up, not sideways. Like they're all in a thing and they're, like, they're voting and they're screaming out into the thing. You're off with his head or something. You'd have like 100,000 Supreme Court justices. This is stupid. We have nine justices for a reason. Nice. Because you want to put a lid on behavior like this. It could be seven. It could be five. It could be 11. Those were up. But we settled on the number nine because it's enough that each person's decision makes a difference and relatively representative of the ideological spectrum of the country, which is voted in Republicans in the Senate and the White House because it's a conservative center-right country. That you have a center-right 5-4 Supreme Court. It's not 6-3. If they're, please stop that. Roberts is not a conservative. If you have a 5-4 conservative Supreme Court in a center-right country, there's nothing unusual about that. It's only lunatics who want you to believe that. And that's why the Democrat, the focus groups have met, the focus groups have met, are telling their Democrat friends, this is crazy pills. You're all insane. Showing you again how it's a center-right country. There's a reason something else is going on, too. I want to add this to this segment. Check out this Byron York piece. It is excellent. Uh, he has an email list. He has really good stuff. Byron York's Daily Memo. Biden keeps his Supreme Court list secret. Refuses to disavow court packing uh, scheme. Staying quiet on it. Because he knows it's crazy pills. And why will he not release his list? Because his list of Supreme Court nominees, if God forbid he's elected, is populated with lunatics who are already on the record taking your guns, late-term abortion, all that kind of stuff you probably don't like. If you believe in a little thing like, you know, liberty and freedom, that's a little thing like that. Of course Biden's not going to release his list. Because the minute he releases his list, you may say, Dan, Biden claims to be a moderate. Why wouldn't he release a list of actual moderates? Because his left-leaning lunatic fringe people will go crazy. So he's trying to duck it. 
But he knows if he releases the list of left-wing uh, wing lunatic candidates, he has to, Joe, he has to submit to keep the lefty lunatics off his back. That's he right. knows the moderates, the actual moderates in the focus groups and moderates who vote in the center-right country will be like, wait, wait, wait. That judge he nominated, Joey Bag of Donuts, is on the record saying the Second Amendment is a is a relic. Get rid of it. I guarantee you there's a, some some uh, legacy of jurisprudence these people have had on his list that is anti-liberty and anti-freedom. And he's terrified. So he's trying to hide it. Focus groups have met. <laughs> now, showing you how powerless they are, and I mean this. I'm dead serious when I say this. I said it yesterday on Fox. I said it yesterday on my show. I'm going to repeat it again today. Republicans, you are in charge. Act like it. Act like it. You are in charge. Act like you're in charge. A center-right country elected a center-right Senate to pick center-right candidates by a center-right president and to, on advice of consent of a center-right Senate, approve those candidates and seat them on the Supreme Court. There is nothing, nothing, zero controversial here. Nothing. Now, the Democrats want you to believe that they have some power here. They don't. If Romney votes and we only lose Murkowski and Collins, that's 51 votes to 49 votes. We don't need Jay Zabakis to tell you that is in fact the majority. 51-49. We win, you lose. You have no power. There's nothing you can do. Now, Nancy Pelosi seems to think she has power. I did not read that in the Constitution. Joe, did you catch that in the Constitution where mm. the House of Representatives has the advice and consent power? I didn't read I, that. I thought that no. was the Senate. Is there no. an alternate version? You sure? There's not an appendix. It's coming up with we that We didn't miss crap. that? No. I, 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 apparently Nancy Pelosi, she apparently uh, thinks there's an appendix to the Constitution where the House of Representatives has an advice and consent role for court appointments. No one else has seen that but Nancy. She seems to think she has arrows in her quiver. Look at you. Very nice. Mm. Over there. Wall Street Journal. Pelosi's empty quiver. The headline comes from Pelosi's uh, statement to George Stephanopoulos this weekend that she's got arrows in the quiver. No, you don't. Subheadline, the House cannot prevent the president and senators from doing their job. They have no role here. Pelosi is just puffing. She's just puffing air. <sighs> she has nothing. She has no quiver. She has no arrows. She has nothing. So what is she threatening? Because she has no advice and consent role on appointments. They don't consent to them at all, the House. The Senate does. She's saying, no, 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 no. Maybe we could impeach the president, which would in turn tie up the Senate in a trial. We covered this yesterday. And if it ties up the Senate in an impeachment trial, then they can't vote and consent on the president's nomination for the Supreme Court and seat that justice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is of all the dumb ideas Nancy Pelosi's had. And my gosh, she has had a just encyclopedia of stupid ideas. This one is at the top of the totem pole of ignoramus ideas. From the Wall Street Journal piece, this is a gentleman by the name of Akil Reed Amar from Yale Law, who back in 1999 during the Clinton impeachment trial wrote this, covered in the Wall Street Journal piece. He wrote this in the Hofstra Law Review. This is back in 1999. Now, keep in mind, this is if this if Nancy Pelosi impeaches the president for selecting a judge for the Supreme Court, which is on its face the dumbest idea ever. Quote, 
Akil Reed Amar. Once again, it will be argued that the Senate has a legal and constitutional duty to put the country through a grueling, expensive, disruptive, and salacious trial if this is what the House majority demands. Keep in mind, this was about the Clinton impeachment. And once again, this, this view reflects constitutional confusion. Article 1, Section 3 gives the Senate, quote, the power to try all impeachments. But it says nothing about the duty to do so. What does that mean in plain English, ladies and gentlemen? If Nancy Pelosi impeaches the president on a totally fabricated high crime of selecting a judge for the Supreme Court, just one of his constitutional duties, the Senate should dismiss it immediately. No trial, no, no, dismiss it immediately. You have no obligation. Did you read that? You read what I just said? They have no obligation, no, zero obligation to try it. They have the power to follow the Constitution. They have the power to try it. But no obligation to. If Nancy Pelosi impeaches the president for selecting a judge for the Supreme Court pursuant to his constitutional duties, there's no confusion about that at all. It's high crime and misdemeanor. It's a high crime of stupidity to impeach the president for doing that. The Senate McConnell should discard it immediately and throw it right in the garbage. Then let make them go back and waste their time impeaching him again. You can impeach him 45 times. That's okay. We're yeah. not holding any trials right for fake made up yeah. nonsense. You understand? Oh, yeah. You like that? Yeah. You want to play ball? Yeah. Sharpen up your knuckles. We can both play ball. You tie up your time. It would actually have the opposite effect. It would make the Democrats look like the buffoons they are. This is impeachment trial number 72, Joe. Jeez. The minute it gets sent over to McConnell, yeah, yeah, we're throwing that one out to 73 tomorrow. Yeah, we're busy right now advising and consenting on the Supreme Court justice we're going to see tomorrow while you idiots are impeaching the president for now the 74th time. Have fun, though. Good job, Nance. Well done. So there are three segments to my three subsegments to my opening block here. The focus groups have met. They're telling the Democrats they're lunatics. That's why they're starting to turn around on some of this. The Democrats on the House side have no arrows in their quiver. They have no quiver, no bow, no nothing. They have zero. McConnell will throw an impeachment right in the garbage and say, thank you. Have a nice day. Go waste your time again. Third on this. The Democrats' so-called principles. The Democrats don't have any principles, folks. Come on. Are we just waking up to this now? Principles on what? They're Democrats. That's not what they do. Principles? Principles, Democrats. They never meet. There will never be a collision of principles and Democrats on the Hill. I'm not talking about voting Democrats. Here's a great video from uh, Ronna McDaniel and the RNC. Hat tip to them. This is a, uh, this is worth every second. This is about a minute 50, two minutes or so. This is a montage of every clown Democrat talking about how important it is. We fill seats on the Supreme Court. We have a full cadre of nine Supreme Court justices. Keep in mind, these are the same people now saying, don't you dare fill the seat. So we have guest appearances by uh, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris. Listen for the voices. Watch this video. This is damning. Remember, they had principles. Their principles are, no, no, we shouldn't fill the seat. We don't need nine justices. Here's Here's the Democrats saying the exact opposite. Check this out. The American people deserve a fully staffed court of nine. The president nominates and then the Senate advises and consents or not, but they go forward with the process. What we're seeing here, and I hope this is temporary, is a disrespect for the Constitution. The Constitution is 100% clear. The president of the United States has the right to nominate 
someone to be a justice of the Supreme Court. Senate's function is to hold hearings and to vote. The blockade on filling a naturally occurring vacancy, in my view, is harmful to the independence of the Article III branch. You cannot keep a seat on the Supreme Court, which represents all of us. You cannot keep it vacant against the Constitution. Do pretty much everything they can to avoid acknowledging the legitimacy of our democratically elected president. The American people expect the president's nominee to be given a fair hearing and a timely vote in the Senate. Every day that goes by without a ninth justice is another day the American people's business is not getting done. I say to you, do your job. Vote for a Supreme Court nominee. Instead of just saying the blanket rule is no matter who you are, no matter what your qualifications, because you were sent by this president, we will create a unique rule for you and refuse to entertain you. One of the most important um, consequences of who is president of the United States is who sits on the United States Supreme Court. If you want to stop extremism in your party, you can start by showing the American people that you respect the President of the United States and the Constitution. The American people deserve a fully staffed court of nine. <laughs> Paul is very rarely animated during the show because she's always messing around with the board over there. You know, videos coming up, spots and stuff. Right as Elizabeth Warren's like, we need our staff of nine. And Paul's like, she did the damn Bongino fist bump. I do it sarcastic. She actually did it. Like the This is like a, a campaign ad for the Republicans. You got it. You need nine. Yeah, we agree. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And ladies, much appreciate Kamala Harris in there too, making a guest appearance. Joe Biden. Thanks. Hat tip RNC. Great job on that. It has got about a million views or now on social uh, on social media because it's the Democrats. Again, they're principles. Take your principles, Democrats, right up the wazoo. Again, I still don't know where the wazoo is. I get a lot of emails suggesting where the wazoo is. Producer Drew finds it hilarious. He thinks he knows where the wazoo is. I don't know. But wherever the wazoo is, take your fake principles and stick them there in the so-called wazoo. Because you're frauds. You're frauds. Okay, I'll get to my next segment in a minute. Bar Biden, <laughs> it's a... Uh, Aptly named segment, Biden is a liar and a fraud. <laughs> it's a, I couldn't think of any other way to frame it. It literally says that right here. I try to think of like fancy stuff. Sometimes you just got to come out with it. Before we get to that, today's show brought to you by our friends at Aslo. In 2020, every business in the country is learning how to adopt day by day. We know that. But why aren't banks? Unnecessary fees or taking a trip to your bank? It's the last thing business owners need to be thinking about or want to do. Aslo takes all the friction out of business banking. They are terrific. Instead of insisting you handle your banking as if the internet never existed, Aslo is a terrific company. Can't recommend them highly enough. It's a free, Aslo is a free business checking account with invoicing, bill pay, money transfers, no minimum balance, no fees. And may I add, super easy to use. Unlike other banking options, there is no minimum deposit required. You get that? You'll never be charged maintenance or overdraft fees and no ridiculous phone system. Gosh, I hate those. That feels designed to waste your time and aggravate you. Instead of the days or weeks it takes to apply for an account, excuse me, at a traditional bank where you're still required to go in person with Aslo, you just go to Aslo, A-Z-L-O.com and apply in as little as 10 minutes. That's right. No way to use your account either. With Aslo's free instant funding feature, you can deposit up to $1,000 and access it in your account instantly. 
Azzle is owned by BBVA USA, member FDIC, and because they make business banking easy and offer a fee-free checking account, Money Magazine called them the best business banking option for freelancers and entrepreneurs like our little operation here. Sign up right now with no minimum deposit at aslo.com slash Bongino and get a free copy of Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide. It's spelled A-Z-L-O dot com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. And sign up with a free small business starter guide and no minimum deposits. Don't wait. Aslo.com slash Bongino, the best business banking. Go check them out. Aslo.com slash Bongino. Okay, so as I said, Biden is a liar and a fraud. Yes, um, that is the title of the segment because he is. His family's involved in shady business deals. He lies about everything. He has leveraged his position 47 years in the U.S. government to enrich his family and himself at your expense while you paid him to be a senator, to be the vice president of the United States. Joe Biden doesn't have a shred of dignity or character. Oh, my gosh, you can't say that. No, I just did because it's absolutely true. And what he does is disgusting. He lies all the time. He lies fluently and frequently because he's good at it. That's when he remembers what he said. I want to show you first, this is the least offensive thing. I got a video coming at the end of this block that's really going to tick you off, to say the least. But here's a tweet by Biden, another one of his just totally made up, fraudulent nonsense things that I poke fun at all the time. Tweet from Joe Biden, how this is, a, this, this is his quote from his Twitter account. This election is Scranton versus Park Avenue. What do I always say, Joe? You know, <laughs> Biden. The Scranton kid, the Scranton kid. He Uh does the whole Notre Dame fighting Irish. I'm the Scranton kid, lunchbox guy, you know, Scranton working class neighborhood, Pennsylvania. Scranton kid. So his tweet, he's implying that he's a middle class kid from Scranton versus Donald Trump Park Avenue guy. Scranton kid. Um, So Trump's the Park Avenue guy? But is any of that actually true? Again, him trying to frame himself as the candidate of the middle class. Washington Examiner has a great piece. Someone asked me how to access. This will be in the show notes. It's very simple. You access the show notes by going to Bongino.com slash newsletter. Just put that in your in your search bar there, Bongino.com slash newsletter, and just click subscribe. It's free. We'll send you these articles every day. It's that simple. We pick the best articles on the internet. Here's one of them. Tim Carney, Washington Examiner. Biden's fact-free Park Avenue versus Scranton line. A reminder that the major media outlets will never fact-check Biden. So you would think it wouldn't be unreasonable, right, folks, if you're listening at home, that if Biden's a Scranton kid, Notre Dame fighting Irish, a Scranton kid, if he's the Scranton kid and Donald Trump is the candidate of Park Avenue, that the Park Avenue people would be supporting Trump and the Scranton people largely supporting Biden. That's easy to figure out, right? You can check that kind of stuff out. You know, fact fact checks, fact checks. Hmm. That's important. Now, that only happens at conservatives. So Tim Carney did check that out, who the real Scranton kid versus Park Avenue kid is. and. I'd say you'd be stunned, but you won't be. You'd be stunned if it didn't come out wrong for Biden because he's a liar. So here's what he found out about the Scranton kid, Joe Biden. He says, quote, well, you could start where my brother John Carney at Breitbart started and see who Park Avenue is actually supporting. What does that read? By an eight to one margin, Park Avenue is behind Biden. That can't possibly be real. Biden's the Scranton kid. Quote, Biden's campaign has raised over a million dollars from donors living on Park Avenue, according to the FEC filings. His brother writes, 
That's more than eight times the $127,000 raised by the Trump campaign from the same area. Again, ladies and gentlemen, remember, media fact checks, dreaded air quotes. Again, folks, they make their appearance twice today. The media only fact checks conservative stuff. Like when we actually quote Nancy Pelosi, you know, actual, not air quote, real quotes. We quote Nancy Pelosi. If for those of you watching my show two weeks ago, and we got fact checked on Facebook for an actual quote. Like, it's missing context. No, no, that was the quote. We put the context in the article. That's what articles do. Elaborate on the headlines. We're going to get a fact check on that tweet? Biden, the Scranton kid. Trump Park Avenue guy. Really, that's funny because eight times as much money from Park Avenue is flowing into the Scranton kids campaign rather than the alleged Park Avenue kid Trump's campaign. Kind of weird how that happens, no? You may say, well, Dan, that's kind of rough to call him a liar and a fraud over that. He's clearly exaggerating. Eh, all right. That's not really what kind of got my goat today. What really upset me is this disgusting filth out of his mouth yesterday, Biden. Filth. Folks, listen, it, it, it's common electoral strategy to never repeat your opponent's attacks, especially when they're false. Why give them air? And it's fair enough for you to say now, well, Dan, why are you going to repeat what you're about to put out? Because this is really disgusting filth by Biden. Because ladies and gentlemen, this, this, what he said is so gross and so offensive and is such a lie about Trump and what Trump allegedly said about our military that I actually believe this reflects even worse on Biden. Because knowing how our country, this, this president, and others revere our military. I mean, I'm not talking about the radical leftists. I'm talking about the sane people. I don't think there's a worse attack outside of calling someone a pedophile or a racist than saying someone hates our military and thinks they're losers. I really, I'm not kidding. I don't think there's a more damaging attack. I'm not just talking about politically. I'm talking about on any person's character because we revere our military here. The sane people, not the lunatics. Despite that fact, Joe Biden knows that debunked, discredited story that Trump called the military guys losers and suckers. He knows it's fake. And listen to what he says about it yesterday, which really speaks to how awful of a human, be human being this sleazeball is. Check this out. So then the way he's spoken about many of you and the brave women and men who served in the nation in uniform, those who have given their lives in service to this nation. It's been confirmed by every outlet that he referred to them as losers and suckers. That's what Trump calls those who served and made the ultimate sacrifice. Filth. Filth. Disgusting filth. Literally, disgusting filth. That's what it says here. Because I, 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 filth. That story has been discredited by everyone who was there when these alleged comments were made. It's not true. And what does he do? He adds to it another little proviso there. He says, Oh, it's been confirmed by every major media. It's been confirmed by nobody. It's false. Again, I get it. It's an axiomatic truth. You rarely, if ever, repeat your opponent's attacks. This is an exception. Because this line, I'm telling you, actually speaks to the filth Biden's become. More than what he thinks he's doing, which is indicting Trump. That comment is garbage and it's false. And he's doing it right now because why? 
grass in the air, licked his finger. A focus group told him the military vote may be leaning Trump's way. That's the only reason he's doing this and lying because he's filth. One more segment on this before I get to Soros. Oh, yeah, Georgie making an appearance. Dan, you're not supposed to talk about that. Thank you. I only quadruple and quintuple down when you tell me not to. This will go on and on. And I have a lot bigger audience than the liberal lunatics trying to intimidate me. So I'm just warning you now. You can speak to your 500 followers on Twitter. I'll speak to our million people every single that you can't win. You understand that? Listen to me. I'm not kidding. Give me a double on that one. This is at least a double. This is totally, completely double monthly asymmetric warfare right now. You can't win. You cannot win. Every time you tell me not to talk about something, I will double and triple down. Before I get to that segment, I just want to wrap this Biden segment up with this. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, again, take no joy in telling you this, is clearly losing his cognitive capabilities. It is a fair question to ask if the man can think like the president, if it requires cognitive capabilities, he clearly does not have. Here's another video. We run these two or three times a week of Biden in an interview with, I believe, MSNBC. I don't know who the anchor is. What is it? Oh, Telemundo. I'm sorry. Thank you. In the middle of a statement, again, losing where he is and the anchor covering for him. Oh, no, no, don't worry. We'll get back to that later. Listen, it's about 25 seconds. Pay attention. Halfway through, they're talking about immigration. He totally forgets where he is. Again, check this out. There are going to be no deportations in the first 100 days of my campaign. Let me get that right. You are going to freeze deportations? Freeze deportations for the first 100 days. And then only people will be deported are people who committed a felony while here. That's number one. I, okay, I lost that. Line. Yeah, well, it's, but that's good because we could we could talk you and I on that. Okay, uh, but but it's, <laughs> but but th- think about think about where we are today. There were more than- now, is he using a prompter there? Is that what he means? Notice if you're watching it on video again, rumble.com slash Bongino. If you'd like to watch a video version of our show, it's free. You'll notice he says be points. He says I lost that line. Is he reading yeah. off a teleprompter? Is this? Uh, wait, I thought it was an interview. If it's just a speech, he's reading off a teleprompter. Then just put a disclaimer in the Chiron. We're pretending to ask questions Joe Biden's pretending to answer. But they're pretending this is an interview. Halfway through. Now, he loses himself. Again, I take no joy in telling you. It's not funny. It's really sad. Not only is he, what's not saying is he's a liar and a fraud. That's an indictment purely of his slimy character. But again, I don't wish disease on anyone, even my worst liar, fraud, political enemies. I've never. There's nothing funny about that. The guy's running to be president. Every time he tries to go down a list, one or two, he forgets the list. He goes, one, he lays it out. And then he doesn't know what number two is. And then the anchor, of course, has to cover for him. Just like they're covering for his Scranton kid lie. It's a Scranton kid, not Park Avenue. Really? Park Avenue's donating to you, you clown. Not Trump. Pathetic. Yet they continue to cover for this guy. It's unbelievable to watch. It really is. It is. And I say unbelievable. I don't, I just, because you would think sooner or later they try to maintain some semblance of dignity and be like, listen, we've got to report on this. History is going to show that the man was not cognitively capable of being president. We cover for it. They don't care. They don't care. Throwing away all of their dignity. All right, I'm going to move on. Let me get to my next uh, sponsor. Our good friends at Liquid IV. Gosh, I've needed them over the last couple of days. It's got a lot going on. 
Uh, hopefully I have some news for you tomorrow about some inside baseball stuff. Liquid IV, their energy multiplier. Thank you, Liquid IV. They keep me well supplied with energy and energy multiplier. Seriously, I've needed this stuff. I've gone through a box of it. Here's this right here. Energy multiplier. It's great stuff. Paula loves it. Takes it before every workout. You all know Liquid IV, their most popular hydration drink mix. We've been, uh, they've been an advertiser for our show for a while. They have their newest line now, Energy Multiplier. It's roughly 100 milligrams of clean caffeine. It's a perfect replacement for coffee and an all-natural alternative to process energy drinks for sustained energy boost throughout the day. I get tired. I hit that wall like two o'clock or so. <sighs> here you go. Right here, the Liquid IV. Half of Americans report that they struggle with daily fatigue. You know the signs. They include decreased focus, lack of motivation, poor mood, and unhappiness. There's no time for that. We got to be sharp. With Liquid IV Energy Multiplier, you can upgrade your vibe and reach your constant state of awesomeness now. Premium maca and green energy blend tastes delicious and provides a lasting energy boost throughout the day. The boost you'll get from one to two cups of coffee without the crash. Liquid IV cellular transport technology delivers the optimal ratio of nutrients for more efficient uptake. It's enhanced rapid absorption into the bloodstream, gives you a lasting energy boost fast. You just dump it in water just like that. Open the pack, that simple, and it tastes good too. I take them on the plane with me everywhere, everywhere I travel, I need it. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off. 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code Bongino. Go to liquidiv.com. Pick up their energy multiplier today. You're going to love it. Liquidiv.com. Use promo code Bongino. Okay. So moving on from our Biden's a liar and a fraud segment and the focus groups of Matt segment, I am um, appalled to have to report to you that our friend Michael Anton, who wrote the article that went viral last week, oh, I got his book here too, and his new book, The Stakes by Michael Anton, very good America at the point of no return. Again, that is not a paid advertisement. I just like Michael's work. I've never met the man. Communicated him for the first time uh, with him via email yesterday. He was very kind to send a nice email, uh, but I don't know him. But Michael Anton wrote a piece. Expo look at you. She's so good. So in the American mind, which we've been covering for two weeks now, laying out in detail the Democrats plans for a coup if Trump wins the election. The piece aptly titled The Coming Coup. No. <laughs> They're shocker yeah, how that shocker. works out. So now, Joe, you know, the Democrats as well Dude. as I do. Uh, what are the two rules of the conspiracy to create a coup we've been covering for two uh. weeks? Number one, never, ever never, talk about yeah, the coup, because if you're exposed, the coup will be exposed. Rule number two, when the Democrats coup after the election is exposed, they want to blame the plotting on the Republicans. Never talk about the coup. And if you get exposed, blame the coup. Rule number two on your opponents. And of course, let me add rule number three. Character assassinate and try to discredit your opponents who actually use your own words against you. So, of course, Michael Anton, who authored the book, The Coming Coup, uh, excuse me, the article, The Coming Coup, which is just so fantastic, has now become a target and conveniently in the piece they wrote targeting Michael Anton for character assassination, my picture appears there too. Why? Because the first <laughs> oh. rule of The Coming Coup is don't talk about The Coming Coup, which I do all the time. Raheem Kassan's great site, The National Pulse, they have an article up about this. 
Not a joke. National Pulse by Natalie Winters. This article will be in the show notes. Oh, read the show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Headline. Remember this Transition Integrity Project, the coup plotters, that the Transition Integrity Project that are calling for a street fight after the election if Biden loses? The Transition Integrity Project founder calls for execution of former Trump official. Who would that person be? What if I told you it was Michael Anton? Yes, the guy who broke the first rule of the Democrats' coming coup, which is never talk about the coming coup. And definitely don't write an article, Joe, called the coming coup. That would be really bad. That would be real bad. You don't even got to read the article. You just got to read the headline. The coming coup. They broke the rule right there. Broken. Rule broken. So, yes, um, the calling for the execution right now of Michael Anthony. This is a left, violent, insane, lunatic. By the way, just on a one note, these people are tier one, grade A level wussbags. Whereas some of these Antifa BLM people are legit violent lunatics. Most of these people are Malamar eating basement dwellers, eating Hot Pockets and Malamars for dessert. I love Malamars, by the way. They remind me of my childhood. Maybe Stella Doro, the fudge things in the middle. Remember those? Oh, those were good. That's what they do. They're gold medal winning. I want to say something different. Wussies will say. I don't actually believe they're going to execute Michael Anton because, again, these are the kind of guys that call for violence. And then the minute the violence gets to their door, they're on the phone like infants crying to the police they claim to hate begging for help. I'm honest with you. Violence is never a first option. You should avoid it at all costs. I watched a horrendous video on a Brazilian jiu-jitsu account I follow of a challenge you know these brazilian jiu-jitsu guys where they bring in people to fight them and the brazilian jiu-jitsu coach beats the snot out of this guy for like three minutes the guys like crying turning purple that's not funny i'm like what the hell is this guy doing trying to teach this guy it was so bad violence isn't it's not funny about it leftists think it's funny they think it's hilarious i don't so they're calling for his execution from the national post piece remember michael anton broke the rule joe don't talk about the coming coup and definitely yep. don't write a piece called the coming coup big mistake so this Nils Gilman, oh, this guy sounds like a real badass, Nils Gilman. Is that his UFC name? <laughs> Nils, the Terminator Gilman. Nils Gilman, who serves as vice president of programs at the Chinese Communist Party link Big Bergrun Institute, I don't even know what that is, took to Twitter to express his desire that Michael Anton be executed in the same fashion as Robert Breselak. Specifically, he insisted Michael Anton is the Robert Breselak Nazi sympathizer in France, of our times and deserves the same fate. <laughs> Nils, the Terminator Gilman is back, Joe. Nils. In between bouts of training for his next, you know, MMA fight. He's, you know, he has Muay Thai in the morning, wrestling in the evening, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. In between bouts, he's calling for the execution of Michael Anton, who exposed the left plans for a street fight after the election. He wants him executed like Robert Breselak. So I saw that. I saw that tweet by, by Nils the Terminator Gilman with his bow tie and his California rolls and the Malamars afterwards. Maybe Stella Doro. I saw that tweet by Gilman where he called that exact tweet there where he's like, he should be uh, treated like Breselak. 
In other words, execution. And you know me, I can never lay off a good fight, folks. It's just my thing. Like I said, my social media home is Parler, but I love fighting on Twitter too. That's why I say don't forfeit Twitter. Just make Parler your home. And then go back there and fight with the libs whenever you feel like it. So I saw that and I promptly, I never show my own tweets on the show. This may be a first, is it? It may be the first. Um, here's Nils Undershore Gilman. Nils, the Terminator Gilman, fake tough guy. I said, Nils, uh, you could take your conspiracy theories and ram them right up your caboose. <laughs> That's the actual word. <laughs> Copy? Just in case he was curious about it. I had to put a little question mark there. Now that I know you're terrified of the attention we brought to your coup, I'll be sure to triple down on my efforts to expose your destruction agenda, which is what we're doing today. Because I always, always keep my word. The more you hide your coup, and the more you go after us and attack people like Anton and me and the National Pulse writers and otherwise, I will use my audience, which is 100,000 times yours, to continue to expose you. You can't win. Joke, it's, we need another double Muttley. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Sure. It's not really, just to be clear, hold on, before you do that. Right. It's not a quadruple Muttley, even though we've done fours. It's two twos. That's different. But we need that again. Just give me a double, please. <laughs> we need enough. Thank you. I just want to be clear. It's not a quadruple. That's rare. It's a double-double. Just to let Nils the Terminator know, you can't win. You understand? You're picking the wrong fight, Daddy-O. If you think for a second, you have even remotely intimidated me or Anton or anyone else from talking about your Soros connections, your money, and all your transition integrity project and project respect the vote or whatever you protect the results, all these other projects you're doing for your little coup, you are insane. Now we're going to recover the segment we covered it two weeks ago on the coming coup and who's backing it because I was told not to by Nils the Terminator. How do you like those potatoes? We're going to do it again. I got one more sponsor. I'm going to cover our last sponsor. And then we're going to recover the George Soros connections to the coming coup. Only because you told me not to. That's the only reason. And when you tell me that, we'll do it again tomorrow. Joe, we'll make it a daily George Soros. We'll just replay this on loop. You like oh, them yeah. apples? Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Our last sponsor today, our good friends at Simply Safe. Here's the thing about home security companies. A lot of them will trap you with ridiculously high prices, tricky contracts, and really terrible customer support. So while there are a lot of options out there, I have a background in security. We trust only one company, Simply Safe. Paula put the system together in our house in about an hour to an hour and a half. I was sleeping when she did it. I woke up, boom, we were done. I got the app on my phone, super easy to use. I wake up in the morning, she takes the dog out. I, I popped the alarm off in the morning so we don't set off the alarm. Or if they go off the other day, what happened? Police showed up. When were they there? What? How long did it take, Paul? About 30 seconds? Boom, right at our door, right? The Simply Safe alarm went off. My kids walked out the back. The back we have out there. It's serious. I'm not kidding. Simply Safe's got everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door, tailored specifically for your house. Professional monitoring, that's what we have, keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, medical professionals if there's an emergency. They were at our house, lickety split. You can set yourself uh, up in under an hour. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. No technician required. There's no contract. They don't need contracts. They're really good. They don't need to lock you in on anything. They have no pushy sales, guys. No hidden fees. There's no fine print. It's really that simple. It all starts at $15 a month. It's a small price to pay for security, especially now that we're home a lot. 
I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is great. U.S. News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. It is. Head to simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino and get a free HD camera for my listeners. That's Simply Safe. S-I-M-P-L-I. Safe.com slash Dan Bongino. Make sure they know our show. Send your simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. That's how they know. Check it out today. Best security in the business. All right. So let's recover George Soros's connection to this because we've been told not to. And I know you love this story. And I do too. The great Julie Kelly, who writes at American Greatness, has a terrific book out. I think it's called uh, Disloyal Opposition to another terrific book. Julie has a piece up, The Billionaire Backers of the Insurrection by Julie Kelly, where she talks about the big money backing this, quote, street fight the Democrats are planning if Trump wins. Let's go to screenshot number one. Someone we were told not to talk about. Double barrel, you get the rest. Rosa Brooks. Who's Rosa Brooks? One of the co-founders of the Transition Integrity Project, again, calling for a street fight after the election, I can't say that enough, is Rosa Brooks. Georgetown law professor and Obama administration alum. She's a former counsel and board member for the Open Society Foundation. Weird. You know, the Open Society created in 1993 by George Soros? Isn't that weird? I thought we weren't supposed to talk about George. No, we're going to do it again. The foundation is a massive donor to hundreds of left-wing causes around the world. In July, Soros' Open Society Foundation announced a five-year, $150 million investment in racial justice groups, including Black Lives Matter, the Marxist terror group. We're not allowed to talk about that, folks. Which again means we talk about it even more. So now we're just laying out simple facts like the Transition Integrity Project, which should be called the Transition Chaos Project, calling for a street fight after the election, not a legal one, but a street fight. Scranton kid. Street fight after the election. One of the co-founders is Rosa Brooks, who is a uh, associate there of George Soros and their Open Societies Foundation. Again, the Democrats and, and, and specifically Nils Terminator Gilman, I encourage you to play this segment and call it a conspiracy theory. I can't recommend that highly enough. Play this segment. Call it a conspiracy theory. Why? Because then people will go look it up and find out you're the lunatic, not us. They won't play it. They won't dare. Because they know Julie Kelly's article, people go read it and will look it up and find out that we're the ones telling you the truth. It's the lunatics trying to cover this up. So, you know, Soros, liberal mega billionaire donor to left-wing causes. There are other groups he's involved in, too. Look at this one on protect the results, which should be called destroy the results of the election. But Rosa Brooks isn't the only connection between deep-pocketed foes of Donald Trump and the post-election insurrection. Another group called Protect the Results is working hand-in-hand with Rosa Brooks to, quote, mobilize if Donald Trump refuses to accept the results of the 2020 presidential election and prepare for a potential post-election crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, they are doing nothing of the sort. Like the Transition Integrity Project, they are preparing for a street fight regardless of what the election results are. This has nothing to do with getting Donald Trump to acknowledge he lost. Donald Trump wins. Street fight. Not a legal one. 
Let's go specifically, though, into Soros. Again, only because they don't want us to talk about it. Julie Kelly's piece, again, in the show notes. Please read it. On George Soros. Well, this group, Protect the Results, one of their main organizers is a nonprofit called Indivisible. Pay attention, folks. How they how, This is how they, they, they shuttle their money around. Based out of Washington, D.C., Indivisible was founded in 2016 after Trump's election, according to a political watchdog. Indivisible's main donor is the Tides Foundation. Shocker, a Soros-financed pass-through organization. Weird how this guy's name just keeps appearing. Just insane. Started as a Google document detailing techniques for opposing the Republican agenda under Trump, Indivisible now has a mostly Washington-based staff of about 40 people with more than 6,000 volunteer chapters across the country, the New York Times reported in 2017. That year, Indivisible raised nearly $8 million, a figure we presume is much higher in 2020. The group's policy director is a former advisor for an immigration advocacy center, partially funded by grants from, shocker, George Soros again. I know we're not supposed to talk about this stuff. It is, to quote Newt Gingrich verboten, not hearing it. We'll just talk about it even more now. You have a, my word in my audience. I'm being dead serious here, as serious as a heart attack. Every time they write an article attacking the people, exposing the violence the Democrats are planning after this election, if they lose, we will double down and cover this exact segment in some various form every day. I'm not kidding. You think I'm joking? I'm not. Don't play. Don't play. Debating what we should do here. Can we skip ahead to that Atlantic segment? Would you mind? Would that cause total chaos? We can't? No, oh, she's shaking her. You were shaking your head? No. Yeah, I do. You okay with that? I said, can we skip ahead to the Atlantic segment? Apollo. She said, she said, yes. Oh, uh, what did I say? Oh, oh, she's right. I said, do you mind? She said, no. Okay, good. All right. I'm going to clear that up. So we're both on the same sheet of music. <laughs> so getting back to my saying, so listen, uh, the media really are the dumbest people on the planet. Yes, that really is the segment. I write them right down. I have these little like headlines. Yes, they really are the dumbest people on the planet. You know, the fact, fact checkers, <laughs> fact checkers. Where are the fact checkers when you actually need them? What am I talking about? So there's this piece in the Atlantic hat tip, by the way, the great undercover Huber on parlor and Twitter, who was just fantastic. You know, uh, deranged lunatic, uh, uh, these, these people on the Mueller probe that just screwed over the president led by their yeah. captain, Andrew Weissman, you know, the Mueller probe, that fake Mueller probe that probed Russian collusion. They knew didn't exist. This Andrew Weissman, this, this clown cannot get over the fact that everybody's exposed him as a political partisan hack and not a genuine, authentic prosecutor. Everybody knows it. He can't get over the fact that he's been humiliated. His career in, in at least the legal profession will always be scarred by his efforts. So he continues to double or triple down. He gives this interview in The Atlantic, The Atlantic, which you think would do a basic fact check, right? They don't. They're the ones who ran the fake story about the losers and suckers. The Atlantic, George Packer. The inside story of the Mueller probe's mistakes. He gives an interview, this guy Packer, to Andrew Weissman, and they repeat three 
totally discredited hoaxes, and The Atlantic makes almost no effort whatsoever to fact check any of what this clown Weissman says. You don't believe me? Let's go to Atlantic piece number one. Screenshot from the piece. Here we go again with the Constantine Kalimnik thing. It says Team M also came close to establishing a conspiracy between the Trump campaign and the Russian government. Oh my gosh, again with this. On August 2nd, Manafort dined in New York with Konstantin Kalimnik, a Ukrainian-born business associate with ties to Russian intelligence and oligarchs. Ladies and gentlemen, how many times on this show do I have to debunk this stupid Konstantin Kalimnik and was a Russian intelligence operative meeting with Manafort? There's your collusion. Can we go to the Hill, please, for the 15th time? Key figure that Mueller report linked to Russia was a State Department intel source. Who is that person? Konstantin Kalimnik. So Mr. Packer, who wrote this piece in The Atlantic, did you bother to fact check any of what Weissman said? We were close to establishing collusion. Trump's campaign manager, Manafort, was meeting with this guy, Kalimnik. You mean the same guy the Obama administration used as a source for years that's been widely reported? So just to be clear, I'm not, I'm not defending Manafort at all. Make no mistake, by the way. But when Manafort meets with this guy and shares some polling data, which anyone could have gotten their hands on, that's Russian collusion. But when the Obama administration meets with the same guy, he's a sensitive source we got to hold up on high. Am I missing something here? Of course I'm not. The Atlantic can't do a basic fact check. They should have discredited this immediately. Not put the little caveats in there they put. Myth number two, Weissman pumps in this piece. Here we go again with the Trump Tower meeting with Don Jr. The Russians met with Don Jr. at Trump Tower. Oh my gosh. Here we go from the Atlantic piece. Here they go again, Joe. Here they go again. Quote, the specter of our being shut down exerted a kind of destabilizing pull on our decision-making process. This is Andy Weissman's book. Describes numerous instances, large and small, when Mueller declined to pursue an aggressive course for fear of reaction to the White House. For example, the special counsel shied away from subpoenaing Don Trump Jr. to test about, testify about his notorious June 2016 meeting in Trump Tower with a Russian lawyer offering dirt on Hillary Clinton. You're like, oh my gosh, you're reading this article if you're a dunce and you don't know anything. You're like, that's right. So Weissman saying Mueller, throwing Mueller under the bus, we should have went further with this Trump Tower meeting. Really? Because that's really interesting because the translator at the Trump Tower meeting, the Russian translator, who doesn't even like the Trump family, already was interviewed by the FBI. Did Andy Weissman miss this? Because it's been covered pretty extensively by Mark Hemingway at Real Clear Investigations. Quote, buried from Trump Tower meeting, the translator told the FBI, quote, there was no collusion. Oh, 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 Charlie Packer from The Atlantic probably missed that where the translator at the meeting was like, hey guys, there was no collusion here at all. And I don't even like Don Jr., by the way. Matter of fact, he said there was no mention of Hillary Clinton. Atlantic guy, fact, fact check. Of course, that article will run on the Atlantic's Facebook page and Twitter with no fact check at all. 
But if we were to quote Andy Weissman on our Facebook page, we'll get fact-checked on a quote because it's bull stuff. So myth number one, Manafort was meeting with a Russian intel guy. The same guy the Obama State Department was using? Oh, oh. Myth number two, the Trump Tower meeting. We had real info on that. You did? Because the guy who was actually there said the info you claim to have doesn't exist. That's really weird. What's the third one? This is important. Here's the third myth Weissman repeats. He says, on that obstruction of justice charge, Mueller declined to make a determination because of longstanding Justice Department policy that a sitting president cannot be indicted. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not true. Weissman is a liar. He cannot get out of his own way. This guy is a committed fraud and a liar when it comes to the Trump case. He lies all the time. You want the proof? So just to be clear, this is this one's a little more comp. The other two are easy. There was no info on the Trump Tower meeting. The translator told him there's no collusion. I was there. With the Ukrainian, he wasn't Russian intel involved in collusion. Obama was meeting with him, the Obama administration. Third, this is important. There is still this myth out there promoted by liars like Weissman that Bob Mueller didn't charge Trump with obstruction of justice. Are we clear? Trump was not charged by Mueller in obstruction of justice Mm -hmm. because there was an office of legal counsel prohibition on doing so. That is not true. Don't listen to me. Listen to Bob Mueller on Capitol Hill, literally under oath, having to correct himself when Ted Lieu said and and, and intimated that, hey, you the only reason you didn't charge Trump is because you were prohibited by the OLC, the Office of Legal Counsel. You, ever, you guys all following this, and ladies? It's important because you're going to hear this ridiculous talking point amongst your liar liberal friends and people like why over and over again. Oh, they would have charged Trump. They would have, but they didn't because the Office of Legal Counsel's legal guidelines said you can't charge a sitting president. That's false. Here's Mueller in his own words. I want to add one correction to my testimony this morning. I want to go back to one thing that was said this morning by Mr. Liu, who said, and I quote, you didn't charge the president because of the OLC opinion. That is not the correct way to say it. As we say in the report, and as I said at the opening, we did not reach a determination as to whether the president committed a crime. And with that, Mr. Chairman, uh, ready to answer questions. Can you pull up that Atlantic thing, Paul, again? The, the thing we just put up, that the obstruction OLC thing? Is, is, this, is Weissman serious? Does he think we're all morons? Bob Mueller just said the OLC guidelines, which had nothing to do with it. And what, is, what, is, uh, what does he tell the Atlantic? Lying Andy Weissman. He says it right there, that Mueller declined to make a determination because of longstanding, basically, OLC Justice Department policy. He's just making this up. He's just lying because he thinks you're an idiot. And he knows never Trumpers and liberal morons will repeat the talking point that, no, no, Donald Trump would have definitely been charged with obstruction. It was just the OLC guidelines that got in the way. Nobody's saying that. Nobody but you and the liars. It's just fake. But again, you'll see no fake book fact check on the Atlantic piece. None. The lies will just go on and on. And your dopey liberal friends will say, no, no, the OLC guidelines or else we would have charged him. Fake. You're making that up. The Trump Tower meeting. Devastating. Not according to the people who were there who don't even like Trump. Then they'll say Manafort was meeting with a Russian intel guy. So was the Obama administration. Where were you on that one? 
That's why we'll go back to the headline of the segment. The media really are the dumbest people on the planet because they think you're dumb and you're not. You're going to see this throughout the election. You're going to see relitigated Russian collusion nonsense because they have nothing else. Now you have the facts. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my show, launching early in an exclusive time window now on Rumble, rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E dot com slash Bongino. And if I may ask a favor with humility and the greatest of respect, I mean that, can you please go to the app store and download the Rumble app or the app with the green triangle? Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E. Please watch my videos over there. Uh, They're still on YouTube. They air later on YouTube now. Um, But um, I don't like supporting tech tyrants like YouTube and others that really hate us or Twitter. That's why I'm involved with Parler too. But please go to the app store, download the Rumble app, watch my videos there and rumble.com slash Bongino. I really appreciate it. We'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.